when I started on the Finding George Orwell book, must have been around 2002. And then I was going back and forth for two or three years between Bangkok and Yangon. It was sort of the times when you had to get a fake business visa and you know you could then go in for three or four months and you have to find something to look like you were occupying your time with so I had the study of Burmese language I had a Burmese language tutor and that was sort of my you know inverted commas purpose for being there you know for me I found it fascinating and stressful and scary in all in equal measure it was a time when you often be followed uh you had to have some sense of who you were visiting and why and what the impact was on people. I feel in a way we've returned to those times again, right? It feels like a long time ago. And now suddenly in the, in the wake of the coup, it feels like it's all relevant again. You know, there's a certain element where I went in as an outsider to tell stories about Burmese people and Burmese life and what it was like to live there. And there's an element where I sort of feel, you know, I took those stories and, and, and went away and made them my own, which is, it was not my intention, my, any stretch of my intention was to, you know, to make those stories available to a wider audience. And if those stories can feed back into Burma, I think that's quite, that's quite exciting. I like that idea. When I tried to write uh, the ending to Finding George Orwell in Burma, I, I really struggled because it, it wasn't a hopeful time. I hated the idea of ending on a despondent note, but I couldn't come up with anything at the time. I really, I struggled. And I, I think I ended up writing something quite trite about how dictators that rule against the will of the people will eventually be overcome or something. And that I looked forward to one day closing my copy of 1984 and no longer having to refer to it in the context of Burma. But it seems we're right back there again. I feel for now, you know, his literature will echo in the country. To silence stories in any way, right, is, is just so depressing and, and so counterintuitive because in terms of progress and development and peace and understanding and empathy and all those things that we strive for you know storytelling is behind all of that I think that learning about other people and learning to empathize with other people and learning to understand other people when elements of society get get vanished or get hidden away I think that's when when problems start right because that that prohibits understanding and empathy and I don't know where how that can ever be productive, really.